This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank not. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Burgett. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Joining us on the telephone this morning is uh, Sean Bolson. He joins us on these Wednesdays for the podcast. And uh, Sean, I've never felt worse after a Vikings win at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. And from what I understand, the whole locker room was just dead quiet after the game because everyone realized that Kirk Cousins' season had ended with that injury. That was really a shame. It was a shame. He was playing at a you know uh, extremely high level. Yeah. I mean, the accuracy... You know, and and we've talked about it. We've all bantered about him for the mm-hmm. last while, and 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 I, I always said we needed two things with him. We needed a tight end that he could use as a safety blanket, and we needed to protect the guy. Yep. And I'll tell you what: up until this year, we hadn't done a great job of protecting him. But once you protected him, you got to see what he could do. He was passing the accuracy that that he was, uh, you know, showing us these last months was just incredible. Yeah. And he's playing at a level where. You know, we were down and out. You and I talked how many times that by the time uh, uh, we were done with San Francisco, we could be 2-5 and five after the start. Yep. We got a big win. We got the 3-4. and four. Now we climb back to 500. If the season ends today, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, playing well, like I said, the line's good. Defense has been decent. So, like, just really feel like it's coming together, even without J.J. and this happens. So, yeah, yeah. it's catastrophic loss. And, and for me, being a big Cousins fan, it's scary going forward because after playing like he did this year, I'm saying, you know, I wanted to re-sign him, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how you re-sign a mid-30s quarterback uh, coming off this injury. Yeah. And so it's scary. Now we don't know will we ever see him again. So yeah. just lots of negative things around it. It's just really sad to see happen because he's such a good guy. Just a gut punch, you know. Now, I yeah. haven't been uh, over-the-top uh, Kirk Cousins fan. I've been more of well. Let's see how he plays from week to week. And and uh, and man, I, you know. But before the season, I did say he's about to have his best season as a Viking, simply because it was the first time he'd been in the same offense two years in a row, and that helps yeah. to get to know that offense. And Jefferson was another year older. But boy, it shows how important the QB is for them to w- go three and zero without Justin Jefferson in the lineup. And a lot of that was because Cousins was so accurate with the football, and the defense has been appreciably better. I think they're ranked 15th in total defense now in the NFL. And we've said before, just be representative defensively with the Vikings' weapons on offense. They become a contender, and that's kind of exactly what has happened. And then the Achilles gets blown, and you can see it right away. It was a very similar move to Aaron Rodgers. You saw the vibration of the calf. Uh, you know, on that step, so you knew that what it was uh, exactly, and and uh, you know the the reporters that cover the Vikings said it was the quietest they'd ever heard a locker room after a win uh, for the Vikings. He has really become, uh, you know, he, he's been the leader of the team for a long time, but really become loved and more so by the general public now after he appeared in the Netflix special uh, quarterback. You got to feel a little bit more of who he is. And there is nothing to not like about Kirk Cousins and, and what he's done for the Vikings and in the community. Did you see he showed up for the Halloween party at their practice facility on his scooter? Uh, it's just a, an awful loss. However, I'm not sure 
that the Vikings are done with Kirk Cousins. Especially if I you, hope they're not. Especially if you take Kevin O'Connell's words. Uh, he said, I'd love to have him back. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think they, they might not be done with him just yet. Yeah, I, I hope they're not. I don't know how his body reacts. Because like I said, I mean, this is a significant injury. You know, Aaron Rodgers is using some alternative forms of uh, healing powers or whatever you would call it. I read on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is older than Cousins. Mm-hmm. So they're expecting him to come back. I mean, it, it's not like Kirk was going to, was dynamic with his legs anyway, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of, you know, how, how do you come back from that kind of an injury? You're planting, you're setting, you're throwing. How does that happen? How does that work? I don't know. Uh, but yes, playing at a level like he's been playing and just the kind of guy and teammate he is, uh, yeah, it was sad. And now, you know, I watch all the West, the, the late games on the West Coast, so I've seen Josh Dobbs play the last, I don't know, three weeks and He's not bad, but obviously, you know, he seems better than a backup, but not as good as a starter at this point. So, you know, we'll have to see where he takes us. He's got a little more mobility. He likes to run a little bit more. Not a terrible passer, um, but, yeah, not Cousins-esque by any means. For me, the best-case scenario is they're going to play Jaron Hall this weekend. The Vikings drafted him. Obviously, they like him. Uh, The best-case scenario for me is that he plays well and keeps Dobbs on the bench. Uh, for the rest of the year. I don't know if that's a realistic hope or not. I think Dobbs was a fifth-round draft pick back in the day. He's been in the league for six years. Last year was the first time he actually played in more than just mop-up uh, duty at the end of blowouts or something like that. And then after their most recent game, you know, they are 1-7 and seven with him as the starting quarterback, too. Uh, the, the, quarter, the head coach on their Monday presser said, he was moving on to Clayton Toon, a fifth-round rookie this year out of Houston for them. And they asked him why the change after Dobbs had started the first eight weeks. And he said, I watched the video of yesterday's game, meaning Dobbs' video the day before, and that's why he benched him. So not exactly a ringing endorsement uh, for the guy no. coming over. The biggest uh, uh, positive I've heard from the talking heads I watched when I was watching some of that yesterday is that he's incredibly smart. He, he picks up an offense as quick as anybody. Now, being able to implement that offense and make the correct throws, that's an entirely different thing. But they, they, yeah. I believe they went after Dobbs because of his brain, because he's able to pick up an offense quickly, because it's hard for a quarterback to change uh, teams midseason. Yeah, and, and now we're kind of in this, this never-never land because, you know, if we were 2-6 uh, uh, and six right now, and Cousins goes down. You you'd say, know what hey, to do. Okay, now yep. you'd know what to do. Yep. Now, I mean, we're we're in the playoffs if yep. it ends today. So, and we have Justin Jefferson coming back in a little bit. We have Addison taking huge steps forward. Running games probably only has been really disappointing. But um, you know, this is a team that that definitely can get in the playoffs and can compete to win a game or two. You know, I don't see this team without Cousins making any, you know, quest for the Super Bowl, especially when San Francisco at the trade deadline. Uh, who already owns, you know, Joey Bosa, probably the best defensive player in the NFL. They bring in uh, what the Ed, um, Young guy from Chase Young. Young. Chase Young. Yep, yep. They were teammates in Ohio State, and so they just got better. Uh, I still think Philadelphia and uh, San Fran are the are the cream of the crop in the NFC. But you know what? The Vikings are a formidable team that could push anybody. So it'll be interesting. You know, it'd be great if Hall, you know. Quasi hasn't been great in the drafts. We've said that. He's made one. He's 0 for 2. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it'd be great if Hall actually comes in, can settle in, and, and they can build a, the offense around his skill set right now. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. You know, in the run game, I think the Vikings never really committed to it because they didn't have to, uh, because they had cousins, they had weapons on the outside, they have T.J. Hawkinson, they had gotten better at pass protection. O'Connell's a former quarterback. You know he's going to like to throw the football. Uh, when, when he was on McVay's staff in Los Angeles, they always threw the ball much more uh, than they ran it, uh, and, and that's kind of been the M.O. I think now they're going to have to commit to the run game a little bit more. And if it does become Dobbs uh, down the road, and honestly, again, I'll say best case scenario was we don't see him, that Jaron Hall plays well enough to to keep the job because he's going to get the first shot at it. Uh, I, I guess I don't see that, but we'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens. But Dobbs, is he can run. He has five runs this year of 20 yards or longer. That's third in the NFL. Uh, there's only a couple yeah. of running backs that have more than that. So you will get a chance to see what a running quarterback would look like for the Vikings. Yeah, and you know, then you bring in the the next piece of that. What happens to running quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah, they get hurt. <laughs> you know, they get hurt, and so then we go right back to where we are. But you know what? Um, we're going to have to have other areas on the team pick it up because obviously you don't lose cousins and not get wounded. You do. Yeah, and um, defense might have to pick it up a little bit. Our weapons around whatever quarterbacks in there. You know, if he's able to get back and make. One, two, but Cousins did such a good at coming off his first, his second, getting to that third read. That's the toughest thing for these young, these newer, younger quarterbacks. They really want to lock in on on where they're going with the ball. You know, good defenses, good secondaries. They catch on to that and and they turn them over and and they make it tough. So, seeing how he uses whoever the quarterback is long term, the weapons, mm-hmm. you know, is one thing. But if you're a backup or a guy getting traded for coming into a situation. What a great situation to have Addison, oh. J.J., Hawkinson, everybody out there. You're pretty lucky, so hopefully they can figure it out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're stepping in where there is a team around you that is a playoff team. I mean, it just won yeah. 13 games last year, uh, and I think they're a lot closer to that team than they are the 0-3 start to this season. I can't, for the life of me, figure out what happened in those first few games that they started so slowly, but now they're playing that that good football uh, again, and hopefully that... Uh, that will continue. Um, you know, you talk about uh, the the accuracy of quarterbacks, and and I saw Jimmy Johnson asked about it with Jordan Love of the Packers, who continues to struggle, and he didn't look very good against the Vikings uh, on Sunday. And and uh, he, and they asked Jimmy Johnson about it. Guy knows a thing or two about quarterbacking, and he said the most important thing is being able to uh, read and process quickly. The second most is being accurate with the football. And he said, I don't know if you can teach that. If you get a quarterback who comes in that isn't accurate, he said, I'm not sure you can teach him to be accurate because it's kind of an innate skill. It's not necessarily something you can teach. Okay, you're, you're, you've got just a little too much zip on it. Take a little off. It isn't like that. You kind of have to have that ability already. It's difficult to coach it up, that according to Jimmy Johnson anyway. Yeah, well, it's just. All those factors going and showing you why the quarterback's such an important position. Yeah, and we finally got to a spot where we were comfortable with ours, and this happened. So, I mean, nothing you can do about it. You got to move on and see where it takes us. But uh, I was very excited about where we're going. I'm still excited about our team. Yeah, I just feel bad for Cousins. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, rightfully so. I, I was depressed. <laughs> all day on Monday still uh, about that happening because I like to watch winning football. So after the Vikings started 0-3 and, 
at least one of our compatriots here on this uh, podcast was ready to tank. Uh, it's, let's let's start trading guys. Let's dump it. And I said, I don't want to do that. I want to I want to watch winning football this season. They still have a chance uh, to do that. And then they did go on this uh, terrific run. And then and then the injury happens. What do you make of the Vikings trading Ezra Cleveland though yesterday too? Well, I mean, obviously Reisner coming in has been good. So I think yeah. they felt he was expect. You know, so he, he was, I don't think we have great depth behind what we have on the offensive line, which is the only thing that scares me. But to be honest, when he was in there, it wasn't very good anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we having our tackles were there, and Darisaw really establishing himself as one of the top left tackles in the league. Yep. The guy's played like a monster this year. Yep. So having that anchored, um, you know, Bradbury's been decent, and now with Reisner, uh, I just think, they thought, you know what, he doesn't fit what we want anyway. Um, I don't think they drop off a whole lot between him and the next guy up. So I think he was expandable. And, you know, I don't think they needed uh, to keep him. But, uh, again, you know, we had big hopes that he was going to take the next step this year, yeah. and he just didn't. Yeah, and the depth is a concern. I don't know. They have their reasons. They must have somebody that they know can provide depth because a sixth-round pick next year, what does that do for you? I mean, they, they clearly have designs still on going to the playoffs even without their starting quarterback. That's why it surprised me that they would trade him for a, a, a meaningless sixth-round pick uh, next year to Jacksonville. So it'll be probably the 28th, maybe the 25th pick in that sixth round. So it'll certainly be uh, a late one as well. So, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, the quarterback situation is going to be week by week. So for the first time in what, was this Cousins' seventh year uh, with the Vikings? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out now, uh, you know, what it's like. On There are plenty of teams in the NFL that don't know who their quarterback is going to be uh, from week to week. Or, or they do know, but they expect him to be injured at some point during each game. We had been secure in the knowledge that Kirk Cousins was going to take every snap uh, that was meaningful throughout the season until now. Uh, and, and like you, I have a little trepidation about bringing him back next year because sometimes you see a guy who's durable as can be, suffers that first injury, and then he suffers more injuries after that because his mobility is more limited or what have you. He takes more shots. I hope that's not the case, but that's certainly going to be a huge storyline for the Vikings in the offseason is do they bring Cousins back or do they try and draft? There's supposedly five quarterbacks that are first-round caliber uh, coming out of the draft this year. Or do they go that way? Or do they do both? You know, if you re-sign Cousins to a three-year deal and you draft a rookie in the first round, there's no saying you can't do both of those things. Yeah, but you got options. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it'll all be on, you know, how's the rehab going? How's it going with him? Yep. Drafting a quarterback in the first round is great. You know, you think about the wins. Yep. There's so many losses on these first-round quarterbacks. Yeah, but there's a lot of wins, you, you know, too. There are, but just because you have the first uh, a top-ten pick does not guarantee you're going to get a quarterback that you want to build your franchise around. So uh, if we have a, a proven product like Cousins and he's able to return for, you know, three years, I take that all day. But, yeah, you got to start getting that contingency plan in place on where you're going to go after him. You never hit a home run if you don't step in the box, though, you know. I mean, uh I, I'm I'm not a Cousins huge fan like you. I'm not a detractor like Lefty and and Greg. I've kind of taken him for who he is. Uh, when they when they traded for him or when they signed him as a free agent, I said, "Good quarterback, not going to take us to the Super Bowl." And that's kind of what he's been uh, for the Vikings uh, so far this year. Uh, I 
I would like to take a shot. Every time you mention drafting a quarterback in the first round, people say, yeah, but that doesn't always work out. Yeah, but it does. You think Kansas City uh, ruse taking Patrick Mahomes with the 10th pick in the draft when they traded multiple draft picks to move up five spots to get him? They gave up an extra first rounder. So they identified the guy they wanted. How's that worked out? Pretty well. So uh, right. I trust the Vikings to judge quarterback talent. And if they see somebody they really like and they feel like they can go up and get him, they should. Yeah, you've had, what, uh, three quarterbacks in the last two years made the Super Bowl? I mean, Mahomes is a, uh, a, a true diamond in the rough. So, yeah, I agree, you know, but Mahomes wasn't the first quarterback taken in the draft either. He you wasn't. Know, That's that right. Point. That means you can get him at any point in the first round. That's ex- that proves if my point. Yep. Yeah. But so, yeah, you know, we do need a contingency plan because even if we did bring Cousins back, which if he's healthy, I would vote that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we you need you need a contingency plan going forward because, like you said, once a guy gets hurt, you know, is he opting for you know could have more injuries. Yes. Yeah. Cousins is definitely on the backside of his career. Yeah. But. I uh, find somebody to slide in behind them. Uh, that would be great. I mean, ask the Packers. The yeah. Packers. This is the first year the Packers haven't had a Hall of Famer at quarterback for what twenty years. I mean, between 30. Favre and Rodgers, <laughs> thirty uh, years. They, they, they've had a Hall of Fame quarterback since I can remember. Yep. And you know, welcome to the rest of us, the same world the rest of us live in. That's right. When you don't have a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, so yeah, going forward, um, we hope the rookie does well. Uh, I think Dobbs is capable. Um, and, you know, the rest of the team is just going to have to pick it up. Yeah, I think Dobbs 19th in QBR uh, in the NFL. So, like you said, he's serviceable, um, but not the guy in the future. Uh, so they'll take a look at Jaron Hall and, and see if he's the guy. Now, the 49ers are finding out that a seventh-round quarterback can be really good for a while. The last two weeks haven't gone very well. He's turned the ball over, I think, six times in the last two weeks. That's the biggest concern uh, that you have is the turnovers, and they'll watch that with Jaron Hall. If he can get through the game against Atlanta, not exactly a a dynamic team, without turning the ball over too much and the Vikings win, I think he'll get another shot the following week. I think they want it to be Jaron Hall, but they had to hedge their bets a little bit. Yep, and and with Atlanta, and I believe you have the Saints, um, you know, you, you have some winnable games uh, in yep. front of you. So it's, yep. it's not like he's going up against the, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and then the uh, 49ers right. right away, which is nice. Right. I mean, he, we, we're going to get a good gauge of what he can do against mediocre at-best teams. So that's, right. that's a positive for the Vikings. You think they'll beat Atlanta this week then? I do. Yeah. I think they'll beat Atlanta. I yeah. do. You know, uh, Desmond Ritter's been decent. Atlanta's quarterback. Yeah. He's he's a little more. He's mobile. Yeah. Uh, he's not a super accurate passer. Another guy that once he's pressured, uh, you know, will make mistakes. He looks to tuck it and run uh, way more often than you know, uh, you know, a Cousins or anybody. Yeah. I mean, if he feels the pressure rather than standing and making that tough throw. I mean, he, he's looking to use his legs, and he's he's gifted with his legs. But I do think the Vikings can get it done this week. Sean, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Uh, Sean Bolson joining us here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.